This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, January 19th. You're listening to WNBF. As Binghamton area speedy lovers expressed disappointment by the sudden shutdown of Lupo's SNS Char Pit, the operators of the business are evaluating their options for the property. During a live radio interview Wednesday, Steve Lupo told WMBF News there's certainly nothing good about closing a business or a restaurant. The landmark Char Pit closed its doors without warning Sunday evening, shocking loyal customers and out-of-state fans who looked forward to visiting the restaurant when they visited Binghamton. Lupo said the company's wholesale meat business, which operates a processing plant in West Endicott, continues to be great, but he said we are trying to decide if we'll stay in retail with the restaurant. The SNS Char Pit opened in a former Dairy Queen restaurant building on West State Street in 1978. Lupo said a lot of thought was given before the closing, but he said Sunday was our last day. He said consideration had been given to downsizing or developing a takeout operation. Now that the restaurant is closed, Lupo said he has more time to consider the future and weigh various options. He isn't ruling out resuming a retail speedy business, but he said if we did something, it would be a smaller operation. Tonians aren't sitting back on our haunches and basking in the lack of snow this year because we know better. We know that the worst of winter hasn't even arrived yet and that although the weather conditions have been relatively uneventful, they won't stay like this. Believe it or not, despite how mild winter has been so far in upstate New York, Binghamton still takes the title as being one of the snowiest cities in the United States. Mind-boggling given our current mild winter. But don't let out your breath just yet. We're not meteorologists, but we do predict we'll see at least one huge winter storm before April like we do virtually every year. According to Angie, which pulled data from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Centers for Environmental Information and National Climates reports, three New York cities have landed on the list of the snowiest cities in the United States. Cities were ranked by average snowfall over the last five years. Obviously, Buffalo made this list, but what if we told you that Syracuse, on average, sees more snow than Buffalo? According to the reports from the NOAA... Syracuse averages 77 and a half inches of snow, and that snow total places them on number four on the top 25 snowiest cities list. Falling close behind Syracuse and taking number five spot is Buffalo with an average of 68.8 inches of snow. The sixth snowiest spot in the United States belongs to Binghamton, where we average 61.9 inches of snow. On January 15th, state police arrested Patrick T. Combs, age 24, of Roxbury for grand larceny in the third degree, criminal possession of cannabis in the third degree, and operating a motor vehicle while under the influence of drugs in the first degree. State police were called to State Highway 30 in the town of Roxbury for a report of a larceny by a store employee. A preliminary investigation determined that Combs stole an undisclosed amount from a safe and then left the store in his vehicle. Troopers located Combs and when approaching his vehicle could smell an odor of cannabis. While conducting an inventory of the vehicle, troopers located a large amount of cannabis, a weight scale, drug paraphernalia, and alcohol. The investigation is ongoing. On January 17th, state police responded to Interstate 81 northbound near mile marker 101 Point three in the town of Hastings for a reported pedestrian struck by a vehicle. When troopers arrived, they observed multiple vehicles parked along the shoulder of the roadway. Interviews with those drivers revealed several vehicles subsequently struck the victim in the roadway. The 20-year-old male from Cicero was pronounced deceased at the scene. Based on interviews with witnesses and evidence collected, investigators believe the pedestrian appeared to have walked in the lane of traffic purposely. The name of the victim is not being released at this time. No criminal charges are expected against any of the drivers. The investigation is continuing. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul's nominee to be the state's chief judge was rejected by a state Senate panel Wednesday. The Senate Judiciary Committee 
voted not to forward Hector LaSalle's Court of Appeals nomination to the full Senate after questioning him for more than four hours. Most of Hochul's fellow Democrats voted against LaSalle. Hochul said he he deserved a hearing before the full Senate. She nominated LaSalle just before Christmas, hoping he would become the first Latino to lead the seven-member high court. The pick ran into trouble after a vocal coalition of opponents claimed LaSalle's judicial record was too conservative. As New York opens more legal outlets for recreational marijuana, some public health advocates want more scrutiny on how marijuana products are being marketed to teens and young adults. Flavored nicotine is being outlawed by more states and cities, but similar bans don't often apply to marijuana products advertised as Mad Mango, Peach Dream, and Cereal Milk. In New York, state regulators are considering rules that would ban brightly colored labels and advertising that could entice young people to cannabis products. The proposals would prohibit cartoons and neon colors, as well as forbid packaging that could depict marijuana products as candy, soda, drinks, cookies, or cereal. The countdown toward a possible U.S. government default is in the offing, and frictions between President Joe Biden and House Republicans are raising alarms about whether the U.S. can sidestep a potential economic crisis. The Treasury Department projects that the federal government on Thursday will reach its legal borrowing capacity. It's an artificially imposed cap that lawmakers have increased roughly 80 times since the 1960s. Markets so far remain calm, as the government can temporarily rely on accounting tweaks to stay open. That means any threats to the economy are several months away. But this particular moment seems more fraught than past brushes with the debt limit. When Elon Musk wants to make a point, it can often be blunt. On the day he took over Twitter last fall, he walked into the San Francisco company's headquarters carrying a sink. He tweeted, let that sink in. Get it? Twitter has gotten rid of most of its workforce and has fallen behind on rent and contractual obligations. Now it's auctioning off memorabilia, fancy office furniture, and professional kitchen equipment from its San Francisco offices, where large spaces now sit empty and free meals are a relic of the past. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, rain, possibly mixed with snow, becoming all rain after 11 a.m., a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 100%. Tonight, showers likely, mainly after 3 a.m., cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow, rain showers likely before 9 a.m., then rain and snow showers likely between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., then rain showers likely after 11 a.m., cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Tomorrow night, a chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers, cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 26. And Sunday, rain and snow, likely after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Sunday night, rain and snow, likely before 2 a.m., then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of rain 70%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre-owned at GaltAuto.com. It feels like you're frozen, petrified. You're struggling with your mortgage payments. The bills begin to pile up. Not knowing what to do. You do nothing at all. And that's the worst thing you can do. Because if you take action, if you do something about your mortgage problems, you're far more likely to get the most positive outcome. Making Home Affordable is a free government program. Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about the options that are right for you. Real help. 
real answers right now. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov and do something about your mortgage problems. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, January 19th. It's 613. You're listening to WNBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. We're going to have some tree trimming on US 11 in both directions between I-81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. There will be alternating one-way traffic with flaggers through tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound and all lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 32 degrees, some fog and mist in the area. Today, rain, possibly mixed with snow, becoming all rain after 10 a.m. A high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 100%. Tonight, showers likely, mainly after 2 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Tomorrow, rain showers likely before 8 a.m., then rain and snow showers likely between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., then rain showers likely after 10 a.m. Cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain and snow showers before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. And Sunday, rain and snow likely after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Sunday night, rain and snow likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of rain 70%. 614, you're listening to WMBF. Funny, Duddy. WMBF. 617 on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Kyle Kuzma scored 27 points. Bradley Beal had 18 in his return from a five-game absence. And the Washington Wizards never trailed in a 116-105 victory over the New York Knicks. Kristaps Porzingis finished with 22 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists against his former team, helping the Wizards get off to a fast start and play from ahead all night. Kuzma, who scored a season-high 40 points in a loss to the Knicks last Friday, had 13 rebounds and 7 assists. He didn't need to score as much this time thanks to the return of Beal, Washington's leading scorer, who had been sidelined by a strained left hamstring. Some hockey action, defenseman Charlie McAvoy and Derek Fobert scored in the second period. And the Boston Bruins beat the New York Islanders 4-1. Brad Marchand and Trent Frederick also scored for Boston, and Charlie Coyle had two assists. Linus Olmark had 25 saves in his 100th career win, improving to 24-2-1 on the season. The Bruins earned their third straight victory. The NHL's only 30-win team improved to 7-1-0 in 2023. Zach Parise scored, and Semyon Varlamov made 20 saves for the Islanders who lost for the sixth time in seven games. The New York Giants are ready for a different Jalen Hurts this time around. That means a fully healthy Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, who's one of the NFL's most dynamic dual-threat players. Hurts was a full participant at Eagles practice on Wednesday. That's a clear indication he has healed from the sprained right shoulder he suffered early last month at Chicago. He looked less than 100% when the teams played in Week 18. 
when the teams met in the NFC Divisional Round playoff game Saturday night in Philadelphia, New York fully expects to see a healthy and dangerous Hurts. The Bills and Bengals can refocus on their next matchup now that Buffalo's safety DeMar Hamlin has shown remarkable signs in his recovery some three weeks after collapsing on the field in Cincinnati. Hamlin went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated in the first quarter of Buffalo's since-canceled game against Cincinnati on January 2nd. The teams meet in Buffalo on Sunday in the AFC Divisional Round of the playoffs. Bills coach Sean McDermott says his team has been uplifted by the sight of Hamlin starting to make regular visits to the team's facility this week. And a Cincinnati Bengals offensive line that was so consistent in November and December will have a different look when the team visits the Buffalo Bills in a divisional playoff game Sunday. Right guard Alex Kappa, right tackle Lyle Collins, and now left tackle Jonah Williams are out. With linemen now at a premium, the Bengals will start Jackson Carmen at left tackle. Carmen was converted to guard when he was drafted by the Bengals last year. Bit of baseball news, Cal Ripken and Cooperstown are connected again. Ripken's tournaments for youth baseball players have merged with Cooperstown's All-Star Village under a new agreement with the owners of the Philadelphia 76ers and New Jersey Devils. Josh Harris and David Blitzer become majority investors in the deal, announced Wednesday. They have merged two of the leading youth baseball brands that combined to host more than 15,000 teams and 250,000 participants last summer. Some local sports action. Binghamton women's basketball dropped a tight game with Albany 64-60, despite a 21 performance from Ella Wanzer and an 18-point performance from Denai Bowman. Binghamton men's basketball is back in action tonight at 7 o'clock on the road against Albany. So you can catch the game starting at 6.45 on WMBF 1290 AM, 92.1 FM. 6.21 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street now. Stocks continue to slide despite an optimistic report on inflation. The Dow plunged 614 points. The Nasdaq fell 138. And the S&P gave up 62. The latest producer price index, or PPI, shows inflation continues to slow, this time at the wholesale level, before prices reach consumers. Prices rose 6.2% in December from a year earlier, down from 7.3% November. And the recent peak of 11.7% in March. High prices are one reason that we aren't shopping as much. Retail sales fell 1.1% in December. Another possible reason for the decrease is that many of us did our holiday shopping earlier in the season. We were worried about supply issues that could make it harder to find popular gifts. Microsoft is cutting 10,000 workers, about 5% of its workforce, as it joins other tech companies in scaling back their pandemic era expansions. Daria Albinger, ABC News. First, do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. Six twenty four on WMBF. Now time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. As a practicing neurosurgeon, I've been fixated on the brain for as long as I can remember. As a reporter, I spent a lot of time focused on dementia 
where people's brains don't function as they should. And lately, I've been reading a lot about superagers, whose brains are as sharp as people 20 to 30 years younger. These superagers are studied closely at Northwestern, and it is true. There are physical differences in their brains compared to their typically functioning peers. But they also have other things in common. They are physically active, they tend to have a more positive outlook on life, and they challenge their brains every day, reading or learning something new. Superagers are often social butterflies, always surrounded by family and friends. And while not everyone can be a superager, we can all take cues to keep as sharp as we possibly can. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. Hey, Dak Prescott here. Why do I choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because better sleep elevates my game. Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed helps me fall asleep faster, keeps me cool, and effortlessly adjusts for my best sleep. That's more focus, more edge, and more highlights. And that means more wins for all of us. And now save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen only $19.99. Plus special financing only for a limited time. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, Pete! Six twenty-eight on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Hancock Central Schools will be closed today because of some rough weather in the forecast. To check on delays or closings for your school, head over to WMBF.com. We'll have the most up-to-date information there. We're going to have some tree trimming on US 11 in both directions between I-81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. There will be alternating one-way traffic with flaggers through tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound and all lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecasts for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 32 degrees, some fog and mist in the area. A winter weather advisory in effect until 4 p.m. today. Today rain possibly mixed with snow becoming all rain after 10 a.m. A high near 39 degrees, 100% chance of rain. Tonight's showers likely mainly after 2 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow, rain showers likely before 8 a.m., then rain and snow showers likely between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., then rain showers likely after 10 a.m. Cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain and snow showers before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. And Sunday, rain and snow likely after 1 p.m.
cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Sunday night, rain and snow likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, 70% chance of rain. It's 6.30. You're listening to WMBF. For 50. on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. What's the best parenting style? That's the question at the heart of the parent test, which looks at how different parents parent in similar situations. And then they all come to a consensus about which style worked best. Ellie Wentworth hosts along with Dr. Adolph Brown, and she tells me it can be a tricky subject. People are very protective and self-conscious about their parenting style. And they also, uh, people are not willing to be um, sort of confronted with them. A new episode of The Parent Test airs tonight on ABC. Howdy, y'all. We now know when we can once again welcome Ted Lasso into our homes. Apple TV Plus announcing season three of the award-winning series will debut sometime this spring, but no exact date. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. And we'll say hi once again to Megan in 2025. This year's first hit film getting a sequel with stars Allison Williams and Violet McGraw on board. And the legendary Dolly Parton is 77 today. Jason Athens in ABC News, Hollywood. Runners to your mark. Set. Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS, the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across New York every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, January 19th. You're listening to WNBF. As Binghamton area speedy lovers express disappointment by the sudden shutdown of Lupo's SNS Char Pit, the operators of the business are evaluating their options for the property. During a live radio interview Wednesday, Steve Lupo told WMBF News there's certainly nothing good about closing a business or a restaurant. The landmark Char Pit closed its doors without warning Sunday evening, shocking loyal customers and out-of-state fans who looked forward to visiting the restaurant when they visited Binghamton. Lupo said the company's wholesale meat business, which operates a processing plant in West Endicott, continues to be great, but he said we are trying to decide if we'll stay in retail with the restaurant. The SNS Char Pit opened in a former Dairy Queen restaurant building on West State Street in 1978. Lupo said a lot of thought was given before the closing, but he said Sunday was our last day. He said consideration had been given to downsizing or developing a takeout operation. Now that the restaurant is closed, Lupo said he has more time to consider the future and weigh various options. He isn't ruling out resuming a retail speedy business, but he said if we did something, it would be a smaller operation. Binghamton 
Washingtonians aren't sitting back on our haunches and basking in the lack of snow this year because we know better. We know that the worst of winter hasn't even arrived yet and that although the weather conditions have been relatively uneventful, they won't stay like this. Believe it or not, despite how mild winter has been so far in upstate New York, Binghamton still takes the title as being one of the snowiest cities in the United States. Mind-boggling given our current mild winter. But don't let out your breath just yet. We're not meteorologists, but we do predict we'll see at least one huge winter storm before April like we do virtually every year. According to Angie, which pulled data from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Centers for Environmental Information and National Climates reports, three New York cities have landed on the list of the snowiest cities in the United States. Cities were ranked by average snowfall over the last five years. Obviously, Buffalo made this list, but what if we told you that Syracuse, on average, sees more snow than Buffalo? According to the reports from the NOAA... Syracuse averages 77 and a half inches of snow, and that snow total places them on number four on the top 25 snowiest cities list. Falling close behind Syracuse and taking number five spot is Buffalo with an average of 68.8 inches of snow. The sixth snowiest spot in the United States belongs to Binghamton, where we average 61.9 inches of snow. On January 15th, state police arrested Patrick T. Combs, age 24, of Roxbury for grand larceny in the third degree, criminal possession of cannabis in the third degree, and operating a motor vehicle while under the influence of drugs in the first degree. State police were called to State Highway 30 in the town of Roxbury for a report of a larceny by a store employee. A preliminary investigation determined that Combs stole an undisclosed amount from a safe and then left the store in his vehicle. Troopers located Combs and when approaching his vehicle could smell an odor of cannabis. While conducting an inventory of the vehicle, troopers located a large amount of cannabis, a weight scale, drug paraphernalia, and alcohol. The investigation is ongoing. On January 17th, state police responded to Interstate 81 northbound near mile marker 101 Point three in the town of Hastings for a reported pedestrian struck by a vehicle. When troopers arrived, they observed multiple vehicles parked along the shoulder of the roadway. Interviews with those drivers revealed several vehicles subsequently struck the victim in the roadway. The 20-year-old male from Cicero was pronounced deceased at the scene. Based on interviews with witnesses and evidence collected, investigators believe the pedestrian appeared to have walked in the lane of traffic purposely. The name of the victim is not being released at this time. No criminal charges are expected against any of the drivers. The investigation is continuing. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul's nominee to be the state's chief judge was rejected by a state Senate panel Wednesday. The Senate Judiciary Committee voted not to forward Hector LaSalle's Court of Appeals nomination to the full Senate after questioning him for more than four hours. Most of Hochul's fellow Democrats voted against LaSalle. Hochul said he he deserved a hearing before the full Senate. She nominated LaSalle just before Christmas, hoping he would become the first Latino to lead the seven-member high court. The pick ran into trouble after a vocal coalition of opponents claimed LaSalle's judicial record was too conservative. As New York opens more legal outlets for recreational marijuana, some public health advocates want more scrutiny on how marijuana products are being marketed to teens and young adults. Flavored nicotine is being outlawed by more states and cities, but similar bans don't often apply to marijuana products advertised as Mad Mango, Peach Dream, and Cereal Milk. In New York, state regulators are considering rules that would ban brightly colored labels and advertising that could entice young people to cannabis products. The proposals would prohibit cartoons and neon colors, as well as forbid packaging that could depict marijuana products as candy, soda, drinks, cookies, or cereal. The countdown toward a possible U.S. government default is in the offing, and frictions between President Joe Biden and House Republicans are raising alarms about whether the U.S. can sidestep a potential economic crisis. The Treasury Department projects that the federal government on Thursday will reach its legal borrowing capacity. It's an artificially imposed cap that lawmakers have increased roughly 80 times since the 1960s. Markets so far remain calm as the government can temporarily rely on accounting tweaks to stay open. That means any threats to the economy are several months away. But this particular
Twitter moment seems more fraught than past brushes with the debt limit. When Elon Musk wants to make a point, it can often be blunt. On the day he took over Twitter last fall, he walked into the San Francisco company's headquarters carrying a sink. He tweeted, let that sink in. Get it? Twitter has gotten rid of most of its workforce and has fallen behind on rent and contractual obligations. Now it's auctioning off memorabilia, fancy office furniture, and professional kitchen equipment from its San Francisco offices, where large spaces now sit empty, and free meals are a relic of the past. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, rain, possibly mixed with snow, becoming all rain after 11 a.m., a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 100%. Tonight, showers likely, mainly after 3 a.m., cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow, rain showers likely before 9 a.m., then rain and snow showers likely between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., then rain showers likely after 11 a.m., cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Tomorrow night, a chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers, cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 26. And Sunday, rain and snow likely after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Sunday night, rain and snow likely before 2 a.m. Then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of rain 70%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. As the world faces the challenges of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, Lions recognize that kindness matters now more than ever. And Lions and Leos are finding ways to continue to serve our communities, including ordering food delivery for healthcare workers, holding story time for children online, and providing surgical masks to medical professionals and first responders. Empowering us to do more, Lions Club's International Foundation has provided nearly $2.5 million in grant funding for COVID-19 relief. And that support continues to grow. For more than 100 years, in times of need, Lions always find a way to help those around them. And after we emerge from this, we will be stronger than ever. Visit lionsclubs.org to learn more. on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Some things coming up in the Binghamton area. Binghamton Pond Fest. Just heard the commercial for it. It's this weekend. The Binghamton on Tap Craft Beer Festival, Saturday, March 25th. It's moving to the arena this year, and tickets are on sale right now. It starts at $60 for VIP and $43 for general admission. So you want to get those tickets before the price goes up, and it will the closer we get to the event. Do it today. Stop putting it off. Do it today. Don't find yourself March 24th on Friday saying, I want to go to the Binghamton On Tap Craft Beer Festival, but tickets are more expensive now. I should have listened in January. Just get those tickets today. We've also teamed up with Fox 40 for the Clubhouse Card. This is your opportunity to play 30 of the area's best golf courses. You'll also get six buckets of balls at Greater Golf Training Center and Pro Shop, and all for under $170, making the game of golf just a little bit more affordable. It's an expensive game. So this is a good deal, and you get six buckets of balls. So you can hit the range, get that swing right, so when you actually hit those 30 of the area's best golf courses, you look like you know what you're doing. 644, you're listening to WMBF. Funny duck. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 
647 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Hancock Central Schools will be closed today because of some rough weather in the forecast. To check on delays or closings for your school, head over to WMBF.com. We'll have the most up-to-date information there. We're going to have some tree trimming on US-11 in both directions between I-81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. There will be alternating one-way traffic with flaggers through tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound and all lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 32 degrees, some fog and mist in the area, a winter weather advisory in effect until 4 p.m. Today rain, possibly mixed with snow, becoming all rain after 10 a.m. A high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 100%. Tonight showers likely, mainly after 2 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow rain showers likely before 8 a.m. Then rain and snow showers likely between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. And rain showers likely after 10 a.m. Cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain and snow showers before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, chance of rain 20%. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. And Sunday, rain and snow likely after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Sunday night, rain and snow likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of rain 70%. 649, you're listening to WMBF. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that pinata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Six fifty one on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. So far this year, there's been about fifty thousand tech jobs cut, and it's only going to get worse over the next ninety days. And the scammers are getting very creative. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit tmobile.com/slash-fifty-five today. Insider spoke with a woman named Roberta who got a message from a recruiter saying she was a great fit for a job at a supply chain management company. They set up the interview. At the last minute, the fake company CTO switched the meeting from a video to a phone call. And on that call, Roberta was offered the fake job, signed an employment contract, and was told that she needed to buy a computer and a monitor to do the job, and that cost fifteen grand. Yeah, a scam. A few things. Never trust a company telling you that you need to buy expensive stuff, and you'll be reimbursed later. And don't send money through Venmo, Zelle, PayPal, or any other app. And get more tech smarts with my longer daily podcast available everywhere called Kim Commando Today. Over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike. That's why now is the best time to secure a home with award-winning home security. I use Simply Safe at my home and recommend it to everybody. Make it your resolution to start the new year with greater peace of mind for you and your family. In an emergency, Simply Safe's professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology. This captures critical evidence and verifies that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. 
And Simply Safe provides whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. All for under a dollar a day, less than half the price of ADT. With their top-rated app, stay in complete control of your system. Arm or disarm, unlock it for a guest. Access your cameras or adjust system settings. Customize the perfect system for your home at simplysafekim.com. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order with interactive monitoring. That's simplysafekim.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Kyle Kuzma scored 27 points. Bradley Beal had 18 in his return from a five-game absence. And the Washington Wizards never trailed in a 116-105 victory over the New York Knicks. Kristaps Porzingis finished with 22 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists against his former team, helping the Wizards get off to a fast start and play from ahead all night. Kuzma, who scored a season-high 40 points in a loss to the Knicks last Friday, had 13 rebounds and 7 assists. He didn't need to score as much this time thanks to the return of Beal, Washington's leading scorer, who had been sidelined by a strained left hamstring. Some hockey action. Defenseman Charlie McAvoy and Derek Fobort scored in the second period. And the Boston Bruins beat the New York Islanders 4-1. Brad Marchand and Trent Frederick also scored for Boston, and Charlie Coyle had two assists. Linus Olmark had 25 saves in his 100th career win improving to 24-2-1 on the season. The Bruins earned their third straight victory. The NHL's only 30-win team improved to 7-1-0 in 2023. Zach Parise scored, and Semyon Varlamov made 20 saves for the Islanders, who lost for the sixth time in seven games. Some football news. The New York Giants are ready for a different Jalen Hurts this time around. That means a fully healthy Philadelphia Eagles quarterback who's one of the NFL's most dynamic dual-threat players. Hertz was a full participant at Eagles practice on Wednesday. That's a clear indication he has healed from the sprained right shoulder he suffered early last month at Chicago. He looked less than 100% when the teams played in Week 18. When the teams meet in their NFC Divisional Round playoff game Saturday night in Philadelphia, New York fully expects to see a healthy and dangerous Hertz. And the Bills and the Bengals can refocus on their next matchup now that Buffalo's safety DeMar Hamlin has shown remarkable signs in his recovery some week, some three weeks later after collapsing on the field in Cincinnati. Hamlin went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated in the first quarter of Buffalo's since-canceled game against Cincinnati on January 2nd. The teams meet in Buffalo on Sunday in the AFC Divisional Round of the Playoffs. Bills coach Sean McDermott says his team has been uplifted by the sight of Hamlin starting to make regular visits to the team's facility this week. And for the Bengals, their offensive line that was so consistent in November and December will have a different look when the team visits the Buffalo Bills in a divisional playoff game Sunday. Right guard Alex Kappa, right tackle Lyle Collins, and now left tackle Jonah Williams are out. With linemen now at a premium, the Bengals will start Jackson Carmen at left tackle. Carmen was converted to guard when he was drafted by the Bengals last year. Bit of baseball news. Cal Ripken and Cooperstown are connected again. Ripken's tournaments for youth baseball players have merged with Cooperstown All-Star Village under a new agreement with the owners of the Philadelphia 76ers and New Jersey Devils. Josh Harris and David Blitzer have become majority investors in the deal announced Wednesday. They have merged two of the leading youth baseball brands that combined to host more than 15,000 teams and 250,000 participants last summer. 
A bit of local sports news. The Binghamton women's basketball team dropped a tight game with Albany, 64-60, to despite a 21-point performance from Ella Wanzer and an 18-point performance from Denai Bowman. Binghamton men's basketball is back in action tonight at 7 on the road against Albany. So you can catch the game starting at 645 on WMBF, 1290 AM, 92.1 FM. 659, you're listening to WMBF. Who's this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number one of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. And you want to stay tuned for all three hours today, Roger Neal is going to be joining us at some point to talk about the Binghamton men's basketball game against Albany tonight. we got two more hours to go till Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now. ABC News coming up next. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, January 19th. You're listening to WNBF. As Binghamton area speedy lovers expressed disappointment by the sudden shutdown of Lupo's SNS Char Pit, the operators of the business are evaluating their options for the property. During a live radio interview Wednesday, Steve Lupo told WMBF News there's certainly nothing good about closing a business or a restaurant. The landmark Char Pit closed its doors without warning Sunday evening, shocking loyal customers and out-of-state fans who looked forward to visiting the restaurant when they visited Binghamton. Lupo said the company's wholesale meat business, which operates a processing plant in West Endicott, continues to be great, but he said we are trying to decide if we'll stay in retail with the restaurant. The SNS Char Pit opened in a former Dairy Queen restaurant building on West State Street in 1978. Lupo said a lot of thought was given before the closing, but he said Sunday was our last day. He said consideration had been given to downsizing or developing a takeout operation. Now that the restaurant is closed, Lupo said he has more time to consider the future and weigh various options. He isn't ruling out resuming a retail speedy business, but he said if we did something, it would be a smaller operation. Tonians aren't sitting back on our haunches and basking in the lack of snow this year because we know better. We know that the worst of winter hasn't even arrived yet and that although the weather conditions have been relatively uneventful, they won't stay like this. Believe it or not, despite how mild winter has been so far in upstate New York, Binghamton still takes the title as being one of the snowiest cities in the United States. Mind-boggling given our current mild winter. But don't let out your breath just yet. We're not meteorologists, but we do predict we'll see at least one huge winter storm before April like we do virtually every year. According to Angie, which pulled data from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Centers for Environmental Information and National Climates reports, three New York cities have landed on the list of the snowiest cities in the United States. Cities were ranked by average snowfall over the last five years. Obviously, Buffalo made this list, but what if we told you that Syracuse, on average, sees more snow than Buffalo? According to the reports from the NOAA... Syracuse averages 77 and a half inches of snow, and that snow total places them on number four on the top 25 snowiest cities list. Falling close behind Syracuse and taking number five spot is Buffalo with an average of 68.8 inches of snow. The sixth snowiest spot in the United States belongs to Binghamton, where we average 61.9 inches of snow. On January 15th, state police arrested Patrick T. Combs, age 24, of Roxbury for grand larceny in the third degree, criminal possession of cannabis in the third degree, and operating a motor vehicle while under the influence of drugs in the first degree. State police were called to State Highway 30 in the town of Roxbury for a report of a larceny by a store employee. A preliminary investigation
investigation determined that Combs stole an undisclosed amount from a safe and then left the store in his vehicle. Troopers located Combs and when approaching his vehicle could smell an odor of cannabis. While conducting an inventory of the vehicle, troopers located a large amount of cannabis, a weight scale, drug paraphernalia, and alcohol. The investigation is ongoing. On January 17th, state police responded to Interstate 81 northbound near mile marker 101.3 in the town of Hastings for a reported pedestrian struck by a vehicle. When troopers arrived, they observed multiple vehicles parked along the shoulder of the roadway. Interviews with those drivers revealed several vehicles subsequently struck the victim in the roadway. The 20-year-old male from Cicero was pronounced deceased at the scene. Based on interviews with witnesses and evidence collected, investigators believe the pedestrian appeared to have walked in the lane of traffic purposely. The name of the victim is not being released at this time. No criminal charges are expected against any of the drivers. The investigation is continuing. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul's nominee to be the state's chief judge was rejected by a state Senate panel Wednesday. The Senate Judiciary Committee voted not to forward Hector LaSalle's Court of Appeals nomination to the full Senate after questioning him for more than four hours. Most of Hochul's fellow Democrats voted against LaSalle. Hochul said he he deserved a hearing before the full Senate. She nominated LaSalle just before Christmas, hoping he would become the first Latino to lead the seven-member high court. The pick ran into trouble after a vocal coalition of opponents claimed LaSalle's judicial record was too conservative. As New York opens more legal outlets for recreational marijuana, some public health advocates want more scrutiny on how marijuana products are being marketed to teens and young adults. Flavored nicotine is being outlawed by more states and cities, but similar bans don't often apply to marijuana products advertised as Mad Mango, Peach Dream, and Cereal Milk. In New York, state regulators are considering rules that would ban brightly colored labels and advertising that could entice young people to cannabis products. The proposals would prohibit cartoons and neon colors, as well as forbid packaging that could depict marijuana products as candy, soda, drinks, cookies, or cereal. The countdown toward a possible U.S. government default is in the offing, and frictions between President Joe Biden and House Republicans are raising alarms about whether the U.S. can sidestep a potential economic crisis. The Treasury Department projects that the federal government on Thursday will reach its legal borrowing capacity. It's an artificially imposed cap that lawmakers have increased roughly 80 times since the 1960s. Markets so far remain calm as the government can temporarily rely on accounting tweaks to stay open. That means any threats to the economy are several months away. But this particular moment seems more fraught than past brushes with the debt limit. When Elon Musk wants to make a point, it can often be blunt. On the day he took over Twitter last fall, he walked into the San Francisco company's headquarters carrying a sink. He tweeted, let that sink in. Get it? Twitter has gotten rid of most of its workforce and has fallen behind on rent and contractual obligations. Now it's auctioning off memorabilia, fancy office furniture, and professional kitchen equipment from its San Francisco offices, where large spaces now sit empty and free meals are a relic of the past. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, rain, possibly mixed with snow, becoming all rain after 11 a.m., a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 100%. Tonight, showers likely, mainly after 3 a.m., cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow, rain showers likely before 9 a.m., then rain and snow showers likely between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., then rain showers likely after 11 a.m., cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Tomorrow night, a chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers, cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, chance 
chance of rain, 50%. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 26. And Sunday, rain and snow likely after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Sunday night, rain and snow likely before 2 a.m., then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of rain 70%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in New York knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? New York needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Your new. Seven thirteen on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Hancock Central Schools will be closed today because of some rough weather in the forecast. To check on delays or closings for your school, head over to WMBF.com and we'll have the most up-to-date information there. We're going to have some tree trimming on US-11 in both directions between I-81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. There will be alternating one-way traffic with flaggers through tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound and all lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 32 degrees, some fog and mist in the area. Today rain, possibly mixed with snow, becoming all rain after 11 a.m. A high near 39 degrees, 100% chance of rain. Tonight showers likely mainly after 3 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow rain showers likely before 9 a.m., then rain and snow showers likely between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., then rain showers likely after 11 a.m. Cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. And Sunday, rain and snow likely after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Sunday night, rain and snow likely before 2 a.m., then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, 70% chance of rain. 714, you're listening to WMBF. Seven seventeen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Kyle Kuzma scored 27 points. Bradley Beal had 18 in his return from a five-game absence. And the Washington Wizards never trailed in a 116-105 victory over the New York Knicks. 
Kristaps Porzingis finished with 22 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists against his former team, helping the Wizards get off to a fast start and play from ahead all night. Kuzma, who scored a season-high 40 points in a loss to the Knicks last Friday, had 13 rebounds and 7 assists. He didn't need to score as much this time thanks to the return of Beal, Washington's leading scorer, who had been sidelined by a strained left hamstring. Some hockey action, defenseman Charlie McAvoy and Derek Fobort scored in the second period, and the Boston Bruins beat the New York Islanders 4-1. Brad Marchand and Trent Frederick also scored for Boston, and Charlie Coyle had two assists. Linus Olmark had 25 saves in his 100th career win, improving to 24-2-1 on the season. The Bruins earned their third straight victory. The NHL's only 30-win team improved to 7-1-0 in 2023. Zach Parise scored, and Semyon Varlamov made 20 saves for the Islanders, who lost for the sixth time in seven games. Some football news. The New York Giants are ready for a different Jalen Hurts this time around. That means a fully healthy Philadelphia Eagles quarterback who's one of the NFL's most dynamic dual-threat players. Hurts was a full participant at Eagles practice on Wednesday. That's a clear indication he's healed from the sprained right shoulder he suffered early last month at Chicago. He looked less than 100% when the teams played in Week 18. When the teams meet in their NFC Divisional Round playoff game Saturday night in Philadelphia, New York fully expects to see a healthy and dangerous Hurts. The Bills and the Bengals can refocus on their next matchup now that Buffalo's safety's DeMar Hamlin has shown remarkable signs in his recovery some three weeks after collapsing on the field in Cincinnati. Hamlin went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated in the first quarter of Buffalo's since-canceled the game against Cincinnati on January 2nd. The teams meet in Buffalo on Sunday in the AFC Divisional Round of the Playoffs. Bills coach Sean McDermott says his team has been uplifted by the sight of Hamlin starting to make regular visits to the team's facility this week. And for the Bengals, their offensive line that was so consistent in November and December will have a different look when the team visits the Buffalo Bills this weekend. Right guard Alex Capo, right tackle Lyle Collins, and now left tackle Jonah Williams are out. With linemen now at a premium, the Bengals will start Jackson Carmen at left tackle. Carmen was converted to guard when he was drafted by the Bengals last year. A bit of baseball news. Cal Ripken and Cooperstown are connected again. Ripken's tournaments for youth baseball players have emerged have merged with Cooperstown All-Star Village under a new agreement with the owners of the Philadelphia 76ers and New Jersey Devils. Josh Harris and David Blitzer have become majority investors in the deal announced Wednesday. They've merged two of the leading youth baseball brands that combined to host more than 15,000 teams and 250,000 participants last summer. And some local sports. Binghamton women's basketball dropped a tight game with Albany 64-60, despite a 21-point performance from Ella Wanzer and an 18-point performance from Denai Bowman. Binghamton men's basketball is back in action tonight at 7 o'clock on the road against Albany. So you can catch the game starting at 6.45 on WMBF, 1290 AM and 92.1 FM. 7.21 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors are still looking for the key to a sustainable rally. A weaker-than-expected producer price index and slow retail sales pulled down the major averages on Wednesday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average slid 614 points to land at 33,296. The Nasdaq Composite fell one and a quarter percent. The Standard of Poor's 500 lost over one and a half percent. Microsoft is now confirming that it will eliminate about 10,000 positions, around 5% of its worldwide workforce, by the end of March. Chief Executive Officer Satya Nadella points to a recession that's already affecting some parts of the world and is expected to spread. 
The aviation industry's push to reach net zero carbon emissions by 2050 may have just gotten a major boost. NASA is awarding Boeing $425 million to develop and test a new generation of jet aircraft with ultra-thin wings that could help to improve fuel efficiency by 30%. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 723 on WNBF. We're now joined by Karen Sweet O'Neill. A day late, but the insurance game never sleeps. So sometimes we have to miss out on a little <laughs> Karen segment. We have to push it off a day because the insurance game never sleeps. That's right, James. <laughs> yeah, but or we, but we still get our full segment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, nobody nobody needs to know that. It was just all these meetings. I said or, maybe. <laughs> yeah, or. Yeah, just leave it up in the air. It's possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anything anything wow, is where possible. where is the sun? James, where is the sun? I don't know. Wow. You know, I was, I was actually uh, in my boss's office the other day, uh, and, mm-hmm. and the sun comes through the window on that side of the building. And I was, like, sure. shocked. I was like, I don't know where to sit because the sun is, like, directly in my eyes. And we haven't had this problem in, like, two weeks where I've had to find a seat where the sun isn't blinding me. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's like, it must be like living in England, you know? Yeah. You just get yeah. used to it. You're like, yeah, it's, like, it's like pretty dark around here most of the time. <laughs> anyway, I have all my lights on in my house. Yeah. <laughs> my office. Yeah. Oh, I tell you. So, anyway, what are we going to talk about? I am going to talk about today... Uh, Social Security spousal benefit rules that every married couple should know because you don't want to leave any money on the table. And, you know, one of the biggest decisions that people make when they're retiring or pre-retirement, maybe they're going part-time at work and they want to start collecting Social Security, you know, get their benefits. And what do you choose? How do you choose Uh, to collect Social Security on your record, on your spouse's record? Do you have that option? So number one, you can get up to 50% of your spouse's full benefit. So, and that's the primary insurance amount. So that's the benefit that they'll qualify for once they reach FRA, which basically is full retirement age. And that's 67 years old for anyone born in 1960 or later. So if you take the spousal benefits before your own full retirement age, you'll get less than 50%, just like you would, obviously, if you took your benefits at age 62 instead of age 67. So if you start your benefits at age 62, and that's the earliest age that you can take Social Security, James, you'd receive just about 32.5% of your spouse's primary amount. So you want to make sure that you understand that. It's not 50% at that point. It's 32.5, which is a pretty big reduction. Now, number two, you don't get to claim both benefits. So the perks of the marriage don't include the double dipping. So Social Security is going to give you whichever is higher, your own benefit or your spousal benefit, but not both. So if you qualify for some benefits based on your earnings history, uh, technically Social Security is going to use your record first. Then they'll use your spouse's record to get you the maximum benefit. 
Now, there's no extra credit, this is important as well, for waiting past full retirement age for spouses. So, you know, when you take Social Security, a lot of people say, you know what, Um, I want my benefits to grow because they're going to grow by 8% past your full retirement age up to age 70. You get the maximum benefit. And a lot of people do do that. But if you do that and you're taking spousal benefits, you can't earn those delayed retirement benefits. So your benefits are going to max out once you reach full retirement age, which is 67, again, for anyone born after 1959. So what are we saying? We're saying, well, does it really make any sense if you're going to get spousal benefits to not take it at your full retirement age? It really doesn't because it's not going to accumulate any higher like it would on your own record. So also, number four, you can't claim a spouse's Social Security disability. So Social Security Disability Insurance, if you paid into Social Security yourself and you have a qualifying, you know, medical condition, that's for you. You can't take disability benefits on someone else's record, including a spouse. So disability is a singular um, option that you can get from Social Security if you qualify medically. Divorcing, can you still get spousal benefits? If you were married for at least 10 years, and you've been divorced for at least two years, then you can claim on your ex's Social Security. Now, the same uh, spousal rules are going to apply that we just talked about. Your maximum benefit is going to be 50% of their primary amount. You're going to receive a lower amount if you claim early, and you won't earn that delayed retirement credit for waiting past your full retirement age. Now, your ex-spouse, needs to be, though, at least 62 years old for you to claim on their record. And your decision is not going to have any effect on your ex-spouse. And it's just the same for you. If someone you divorce takes Social Security on your record, your benefits will not be reduced. So number six, if you've remarried, you can't claim on your ex's benefits. So once you remarry, you're not allowed to claim spousal benefits on your ex's Social Security. But once you've been married for just a year, you can claim or you can qualify and claim for benefits on your current spouse's record. And if you've had more than one marriage that lasted 10 years or more and ended in divorce, Social Security is going to look at everybody's record, yours and each ex-spouse's, and give you the biggest benefit. Now, last but not least, survivor benefits are up to 100% of the deceased spouse's benefit. So if your spouse dies before you, you can qualify for up to 100% of the deceased spouse's Social Security benefits through survivor benefits if you wait until your full retirement age. Now, you can start survivor benefits as early as 60 or 50 years old if you're disabled, but of course you're going to receive a reduced amount. And these rules apply to the ex-spouses as well, provided that that marriage lasted for 10 years. So as with spousal benefits, you'll get whichever is bigger, your own benefit or the survivor benefit, but not both. And there is also one exception to the remarriage rule for surviving spouses. Widowed and ex-spouses who qualify for survivor benefits can remarry 
at 60 years old and continue to receive their late spouse's benefits. So that is a lot of information about Social Security spousal benefit rules that every married couple should know or at least look into before they exercise their options on Social Security. Yeah, that is an info-packed segment, and I'm sure people are going to have a lot of questions afterwards. And the thing is, too, and they probably will, the thing is, too, is that the Social Security um, office is very, very good, but they're not going to plan it for you. You need to tell them what your situation is, and then they can tell you, like I said, they can look at each each record and determine, along with you, what is the higher benefit, and then you make your own decision on how you want to accept Social Security. We are at 1708 Vestal Parkway East. We're up above uh, Plato's Closet and Style Encore, the old uh, Howard's Florist. You can reach us several ways. You can give us a call at 607-772-4898. You can also Google us at KSO Insurance. All of our contact information will come up. Or simply go to a phone book. We have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. Well, Karen, thank you, as always, for joining us. Uh, That's going to be a a very important info-packed segment that people are going to have questions for. So I'm sure you're going to be getting a few phone calls today. Well, you know what? That's what we're there for. And they can also call Social Security as well on those specific Social Security questions because we don't have the records, obviously. Oh, James, thanks so much. Have a great day. And maybe maybe next week there will be some sunshine. Absolutely. Well, I wouldn't bet on it in Binghamton. <laughs> okay, thanks. For that thanks. <laughs> thanks, Karen. Okay. Bye. That was Karen Sweet O'Neill, our insurance expert. 733. You're listening to WMBF. I never. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, January 19th. You're listening to WMBF. As Binghamton area speedy lovers express disappointment by the sudden shutdown of Lupo's SNS Char Pit, the operators of the business are evaluating their options for the property. During a live radio interview Wednesday, Steve Lupo told WMBF News there's certainly nothing good about closing a business or a restaurant. The landmark Char Pit closed its doors without warning Sunday evening, shocking loyal customers and out-of-state fans who looked forward to visiting the restaurant when they visited Binghamton. Lupo said the company's wholesale meat business, which operates a processing plant in West Endicott, continues to be great, but he said we are trying to decide if we'll stay in retail with the restaurant. The SNS Char Pit opened in a former Dairy Queen restaurant building on West State Street in 1978. Lupo said a lot of thought was given before the closing, but he said Sunday was our last day. He said consideration had been given to downsizing or developing a takeout operation. Now that the restaurant is closed, Lupo said he has more time to consider the future and weigh various options. He isn't ruling out resuming a retail speedy business, but he said if we did something, it would be a smaller operation. Binghamton Tonians aren't sitting back on our haunches and basking in the lack of snow this year because we know better. We know that the worst of winter hasn't even arrived yet and that although the weather conditions have been relatively uneventful, they won't stay like this. Believe it or not, despite how mild winter has been so far in upstate New York, Binghamton still takes the title as being one of the snowiest cities in the United States. Mind-boggling given our current mild winter, but don't let out your breath just yet. We're not meteorologists, but we do predict we'll see at least one huge winter storm before April like we do virtually every year. According 
according to Angie, which pulled data from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Centers for Environmental Information and National Climates Reports, three New York cities have landed on the list of the snowiest cities in the United States. Cities were ranked by average snowfall over the last five years. Obviously, Buffalo made this list, but what if we told you that Syracuse, on average, sees more snow than Buffalo? According to the reports from the NOAA, Syracuse averages 77.5 inches of snow, and that snow total places them on number four on the top 25 snowiest cities list. Falling close behind Syracuse and taking number five spot is Buffalo with an average of 68.8 inches of snow. The sixth snowiest spot in the United States belongs to Binghamton, where we average 61.9 inches of snow. On January 15th, state police arrested Patrick T. Combs, age 24, of Roxbury for grand larceny in the third degree, criminal possession of cannabis in the third degree, and operating a motor vehicle while under the influence of drugs in the first degree. State police were called to State Highway 30 in the town of Roxbury for a report of a larceny by a store employee. A preliminary investigation determined that Combs stole an undisclosed amount from a safe and then left the store in his vehicle. Troopers located Combs and when approaching his vehicle could smell an odor of cannabis. While conducting an inventory of the vehicle, troopers located a large amount of cannabis, a weight scale, drug paraphernalia, and alcohol. The investigation is ongoing. On January 17th, state police responded to Interstate 81 northbound near mile marker 101.3 in the town of Hastings for a reported pedestrian struck by a vehicle. When troopers arrived, they observed multiple vehicles parked along the shoulder of the roadway. Interviews with those drivers revealed several vehicles subsequently struck the victim in the roadway. The 20-year-old male from Cicero was pronounced deceased at the scene. Based on interviews with witnesses and evidence collected, investigators believe the pedestrian appeared to have walked in the lane of traffic purposely. The name of the victim is not being released at this time. No criminal charges are expected against any of the drivers. The investigation is continuing. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul's nominee to be the state's chief judge was rejected by a state Senate panel Wednesday. The Senate Judiciary Committee voted not to forward Hector LaSalle's Court of Appeals nomination to the full Senate after questioning him for more than four hours. Most of Hochul's fellow Democrats voted against LaSalle. Hochul said he he deserved a hearing before the full Senate. She nominated LaSalle just before Christmas, hoping he would become the first Latino to lead the seven-member high court. The pick ran into trouble after a vocal coalition of opponents claimed LaSalle's judicial record was too conservative. As New York opens more legal outlets for recreational marijuana, some public health advocates want more scrutiny on how marijuana products are being marketed to teens and young adults. Flavored nicotine is being outlawed by more states and cities, but similar bans don't often apply to marijuana products advertised as Mad Mango, Peach Dream, and Cereal Milk. In New York, state regulators are considering rules that would ban brightly colored labels and advertising that could entice young people to cannabis products. The proposals would prohibit cartoons and neon colors, as well as forbid packaging that could depict marijuana products as candy, soda, drinks, cookies, or cereal. The countdown toward a possible U.S. government default is in the offing, and frictions between President Joe Biden and House Republicans are raising alarms about whether the U.S. can sidestep a potential economic crisis. The Treasury Department projects that the federal government on Thursday will reach its legal borrowing capacity. It's an artificially imposed cap that lawmakers have increased roughly 80 times since the 1960s. Markets so far remain calm, as the government can temporarily rely on accounting tweaks to stay open. That means any threats to the economy are several months away. But this particular moment seems more fraught than past brushes with the debt limit. When Elon Musk wants to make a point, it can often be blunt. On the day he took over Twitter last fall, he walked into the San Francisco company's headquarters carrying a sink. He tweeted, let that sink in. Get it? Twitter has gotten rid of most of its workforce and has fallen behind on rent and contractual obligations. Now it's auctioning off memorabilia, fancy office furniture, and professional kitchen equipment from its San Francisco offices, where large spaces now sit empty, and free meals are a relic of the past. National Weather Service forecast for down.
downtown Binghamton. Today, rain, possibly mixed with snow, becoming all rain after 11 a.m., a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 100%. Tonight, showers likely, mainly after 3 a.m., cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow, rain showers likely before 9 a.m., then rain and snow showers likely between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., then rain showers likely after 11 a.m., cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Tomorrow night, a chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers, cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 26. And Sunday, rain and snow likely after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Sunday night, rain and snow likely before 2 a.m., then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of rain 70%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Inflation. News Radio 1290 WMBF. 744 on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Now, something coming up this weekend in the Binghamton area, starting tomorrow, Binghamton Pond Fest, starting this weekend from the 20th to the 22nd. So that'd be Friday to Sunday. There's an adult outdoor three versus three tournament. If you want to get more information on that or register for it, go to bingpondfest.com. And over the next couple weeks, a lot of really cool events. Some hockey trivia on Monday. And next weekend, USA Hockey Sanctioned Youth Weekend. And then that following Monday, the January 28th, it's a free try hockey for kids. If you a kid, think, oh, maybe they'll like hockey. Well, there's your chance. Free try hockey for kids. On the weekend of February 3rd to 5th, there's an outdoor 4v4 tournament for adults. And some more hockey trivia that next Monday. And a trail and snowshoe races on the 4th. Followed by a fireworks show, 6.30 p.m. on Friday, February 4th, or Saturday. Actually, don't know what day that is. Saturday. Saturday, February 4th. A fireworks show in the middle of winter. Who would have guessed it? 746. You're listening to WMBF. Hey, this is 749 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Hancock Central Schools will be closed today because of some rough weather in the forecast. To check on delays or closings for your school, head over to WMBF.com. We'll have the most up-to-date information there. We're going to have some tree trimming on US-11 in both directions between I-81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. There will be alternating one-way traffic with flaggers through tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound and all lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 32 degrees, some fog and mist in the area. Today, rain possibly mixed with snow, becoming all rain after 11 a.m., a high near 39 degrees, 100% chance of rain. Tonight, showers likely, mainly after 3 a.m., cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Tomorrow, rain showers likely before 9 a.m., then rain and snow showers likely between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., then rain showers likely after 11 a.m., cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m., 
Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. And Sunday, rain and snow likely after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Sunday night, rain and snow likely before 2 a.m., then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of rain 70%. 7.50, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News Tech Trends, about 10,000 Microsoft employees are going to be out of a job before the year is out. Microsoft cutting about 5% of its workforce. Investopedia's Caleb Silver. What it's really facing is a slowdown in overall IT shipments, and a slowdown in PC shipments. And what does Microsoft do? It provides a lot of software for those PCs, but also a lot of consulting services. Amazon, Meta, and other big tech firms have announced similar layoffs in recent months. Silver says slower growth and rising interest rates are to blame. Those two forces are making it so that their profits are constrained going forward. So the way to improve profit growth is to cut some of the workforce and improve those margins. At the same time, Microsoft is still trying to buy video game company Activision Blizzard, despite an FTC lawsuit, and it's reportedly eyeing an investment in artificial intelligence firm OpenAI. So you see a lot of acquisitions or pending acquisitions that don't necessarily employ a lot of people, but help them grow their businesses. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Kyle Kuzma scored 27 points. Bradley Beal had 18 in his return from a five-game absence. And the Washington Wizards never trailed in a 116-105 victory over the New York Knicks. Kristaps Porzingis finished with 22 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists against his former team, helping the Wizards get off a fast start and play from ahead all night. Kuzma, who scored a season-high 40 points in a loss to the Knicks last Friday, had 13 rebounds and 7 assists. He didn't need to score as much this time thanks to the return of Beal, Washington's leading scorer who had been sidelined by a strained left hamstring. Defenseman Charlie McAvoy and Derek Fobert scored in the second period and the Boston Bruins beat the New York Islanders 4-1. Brad Marchand and Trent Frederick also scored for Boston and Charlie Coyle had two assists. Linus Olmark had 25 saves in his 100th career win, improving to 24-2-1 on the season. The Bruins earned their third straight victory. The NHL's only 30-win team improved to 7-1-0 in 2023. Zach Parise scored and Semyon Varlamov made 20 saves for the Islanders, who lost for the sixth time in seven games. New York Giants are ready for a different Jalen Hurts this time around. That means a fully healthy Philadelphia Eagles quarterback who's one of the NFL's most dynamic dual-threat players. Hertz was a full participant at Eagles practice on Wednesday. That's a clear indication he's healed from the sprained right shoulder he suffered early last month at Chicago. He looked less than 100% when the teams played in Week 18. When the teams meet in their NFC Divisional Round playoff game Saturday night in Philadelphia, New York expects to see a healthy and dangerous Hertz. The Bills and Bengals can refocus on their next matchup now that Buffalo's safety DeMar Hamlin has shown remarkable signs in his recovery some three weeks after collapsing on the field in Cincinnati. Hamlin went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated in the first quarter of Buffalo's since-canceled game against Cincinnati on January 2nd. The teams meet in Buffalo on Sunday in the AFC Divisional Round of the playoffs. Bills coach Sean McDermott says his team has been uplifted by the sight of Hamlin starting to make regular visits to the team's facility this week. 
Now for the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line that was so consistent in November and December will have a different look when the team visits the Bills in a divisional playoff game Sunday. Right guard Alex Kappa, right tackle Lyle Collins, and now left tackle Jonah Williams are out. With linemen now at a premium, the Bengals will start Jackson Carmen at left tackle. Carmen was converted to guard when he was drafted by the Bengals last year. A bit of local sports news, Binghamton women's basketball dropped a tight game with Albany 64-60, despite a 21-point performance from Ella Wanzer and an 18-point performance from Denai Bowman. Binghamton's men's basketball is back in action tonight at 7 o'clock on the road against Albany. So you can catch the game starting at 645 on WMBF, 1290 AM, 92.1 FM. And listen to the third hour of WMBF's First News. Might hear from Roger Neal about that game. 759, you're listening to WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Closing out hour number two of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, Roger Neal coming up in hour three, and one more hour to go till we get to Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now. ABC News, up first. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, January 19th. You're listening to WMBF. As Binghamton area speedy lovers expressed disappointment by the sudden shutdown of Lupo's SNS Char Pit, the operators of the business are evaluating their options for the property. During a live radio interview Wednesday, Steve Lupo told WMBF News there's certainly nothing good about closing a business or a restaurant. The landmark Char Pit closed its doors without warning Sunday evening, shocking loyal customers and out-of-state fans who looked forward to visiting the restaurant when they visited Binghamton. Lupo said the company's wholesale meat business, which operates a processing plant in West Endicott, continues to be great, but he said we are trying to decide if we'll stay in retail with the restaurant. The SNS Char Pit opened in a former Dairy Queen restaurant building on West State Street in 1978. Lupo said a lot of thought was given before the closing, but he said Sunday was our last day. He said consideration had been given to downsizing or developing a takeout operation. Now that the restaurant is closed, Lupo said he has more time to consider the future and weigh various options. He isn't ruling out resuming a retail speedy business, but he said if we did something, it would be a smaller operation. Tonians aren't sitting back on our haunches and basking in the lack of snow this year because we know better. We know that the worst of winter hasn't even arrived yet and that although the weather conditions have been relatively uneventful, they won't stay like this. Believe it or not, despite how mild winter has been so far in upstate New York, Binghamton still takes the title as being one of the snowiest cities in the United States. Mind-boggling given our current mild winter, but don't let out your breath just yet. We're not meteorologists, but we do predict we'll see at least one huge winter storm before April like we do virtually every year. According to Angie, which pulled data from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Centers for Environmental Information and National Climates reports, three New York cities have landed on the list of the snowiest cities in the United States. Cities were ranked by average snowfall over the last five years. Obviously, Buffalo made this list, but what if we told you that Syracuse, on average, sees more snow than Buffalo? According to the reports from the NOAA, Syracuse averages 77.5 inches of snow, and that snow total places them on number four on the top 25 snowiest cities list, falling close 
behind Syracuse and taking number five spot is Buffalo with an average of 68.8 inches of snow. The sixth snowiest spot in the United States belongs to Binghamton, where we average 61.9 inches of snow. On January 15th, state police arrested Patrick T. Combs, age 24, of Roxbury for grand larceny in the third degree, criminal possession of cannabis in the third degree, and operating a motor vehicle while under the influence of drugs in the first degree. State police were called to State Highway 30 in the town of Roxbury for a report of a larceny by a store employee. A preliminary investigation determined that Combs stole an undisclosed amount from a safe and then left the store in his vehicle. Troopers located Combs and when approaching his vehicle could smell an odor of cannabis. While conducting an inventory of the vehicle, troopers located a large amount of cannabis, a weight scale, drug paraphernalia, and alcohol. The investigation is ongoing. On January 17th, state police responded to Interstate 81 northbound near mile marker 101.3 in the town of Hastings for a reported pedestrian struck by a vehicle. When troopers arrived, they observed multiple vehicles parked along the shoulder of the roadway. Interviews with those drivers revealed several vehicles subsequently struck the victim in the roadway. The 20-year-old male from Cicero was pronounced deceased at the scene. Based on interviews with witnesses and evidence collected, investigators believe the pedestrian appeared to have walked in the lane of traffic purposely. The name of the victim is not being released at this time. No criminal charges are expected against any of the drivers. The investigation is continuing. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul's nominee to be the state's chief judge was rejected by a state Senate panel Wednesday. The Senate Judiciary Committee voted not to forward Hector LaSalle's Court of Appeals nomination to the full Senate after questioning him for more than four hours. Most of Hochul's fellow Democrats voted against LaSalle. Hochul said he he deserved a hearing before the full Senate. She nominated LaSalle just before Christmas, hoping he would become the first Latino to lead the seven-member high court. The pick ran into trouble after a vocal coalition of opponents claimed LaSalle's judicial record was too conservative. As New York opens more legal outlets for recreational marijuana, some public health advocates want more scrutiny on how marijuana products are being marketed to teens and young adults. Flavored nicotine is being outlawed by more states and cities, but similar bans don't often apply to marijuana products advertised as Mad Mango, Peach Dream, and Cereal Milk. In New York, state regulators are considering rules that would ban brightly colored labels and advertising that could entice young people to cannabis products. The proposals would prohibit cartoons and neon colors, as well as forbid packaging that could depict marijuana products as candy, soda, drinks, cookies, or cereal. The countdown toward a possible U.S. government default is in the offing, and frictions between President Joe Biden and House Republicans are raising alarms about whether the U.S. can sidestep a potential economic crisis. The Treasury Department projects that the federal government on Thursday will reach its legal borrowing capacity. It's an artificially imposed cap that lawmakers have increased roughly 80 times since the 1960s. Markets so far remain calm, as the government can temporarily rely on accounting tweaks to stay open. That means any threats to the economy are several months away. But this particular moment seems more fraught than past brushes with the debt limit. When Elon Musk wants to make a point, it can often be blunt. On the day he took over Twitter last fall, he walked into the San Francisco company's headquarters carrying a sink. He tweeted, let that sink in. Get it? Twitter has gotten rid of most of its workforce and has fallen behind on rent and contractual obligations. Now it's auctioning off memorabilia, fancy office furniture, and professional kitchen equipment from its San Francisco offices, where large spaces now sit empty, and free meals are a relic of the past. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. 
Today, rain, possibly mixed with snow, becoming all rain after 11 a.m., a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 100%. Tonight, showers likely, mainly after 3 a.m., cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow, rain showers likely before 9 a.m., then rain and snow showers likely between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., then rain showers likely after 11 a.m., cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Tomorrow night, a chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers, cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 26. And Sunday, rain and snow likely after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Sunday night, rain and snow likely before 2 a.m., then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of rain 70%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Your new. News Radio 1290, WNBF. 812 on WNBF. You're listening to the final hour of First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Hancock Central Schools will be closed today because of some rough weather in the forecast. To check on delays or closings for your school, head over to WMBF.com. We'll have the most up-to-date information there. We're going to have some tree trimming on US-11 in both directions between I-81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. There will be alternating one-way traffic with flaggers through tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound and all lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 31 degrees, some fog and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 26 degrees and a winter weather advisory in effect until 4 p.m. Today rain possibly mixed with snow becoming all rain after 11 a.m. A high near 39 degrees, 100% chance of rain. Tonight showers likely mainly after 3 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow rain showers likely before 9 a.m. Then rain and snow showers likely between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Then rain showers likely after 11 a.m. Cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m. Then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Saturday night, mostly cloudy with a low near 26 degrees. And Sunday, rain and snow likely after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Sunday night, rain and snow likely before 2 a.m., then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, 70% chance of rain. It's 8-14. You're listening to WMBF. Hi. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Kyle Kuzma scored 27 points. Bradley Beal had 18 in his return from a five-game absence. And the Washington Wizards never trailed in a 116-105 victory over the New York Knicks. Kristaps Porzingis finished with 22 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists against his former team, helping the Wizards get off a fast start and play from ahead all night. Kuzma, who scored a season-high 40 points in a loss to the Knicks last Friday, had 13 rebounds and 7 assists. He didn't need to score as much this time thanks to the return of Beal, Washington's leading scorer, who had been sidelined by a strained left hamstring. 
Some hockey action. Defenseman Charlie McAvoy and Derek Forbert scored in the second period. And the Boston Bruins beat the New York Islanders 4-1. Brad Marchand and Trent Frederick also scored for Boston. And Charlie Coyle had two assists. Linus Olmark had 25 saves in his 100th career win, improving to 24-2-1 on the season. The Bruins earned their third straight victory. The NHL's only 30-win team improved to 7-1-0 in 2023. Zach Parise scored and Semyon Varlamov made 20 saves for the Islanders, who lost for the sixth time in seven games. Some football news. The New York Giants are ready for a different Jalen Hurts this time around. That means a fully healthy Philadelphia Eagles quarterback who's one of the NFL's most dynamic dual-threat players. Hurts was a full participant at Eagles practice on Wednesday. That's a clear indication he's healed from the sprained right shoulder he suffered early last month at Chicago. He looked less than 100% when the teams played in Week 18. When the teams meet in their NFC Divisional Round playoff game Saturday night in Philadelphia, New York fully expects to see a healthy and dangerous Hurts. The Bills and Bengals can refocus on their next matchup now that Buffalo's safety DeMar Hamlin has shown remarkable signs in his recovery some three weeks after collapsing on the field in Cincinnati. Hamlin went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated in the first quarter of Buffalo's since-canceled game against Cincinnati on January 2nd. The teams meet in Buffalo on Sunday in the AFC Divisional Round of the playoffs. Bills coach Sean McDermott says the team has been uplifted by the sight of Hamlin starting to make regular visits to the team's facility this week. And for the Bengals, their offensive line that was so consistent in November and December will have a different look when the team visits the Buffalo Bills in a divisional playoff game Sunday. Right guard Alex Kappa, right tackle Lyle Collins, and now left tackle Jonah Williams are out. With linemen now at a premium, the Bills will start Jackson Carmen at left tackle. Carmen was converted to guard when he was drafted by the Bengals last year. Bit of baseball news, Cal Ripken and Cooperstown are connected again. Ripken's tournaments for youth baseball players have merged with Cooperstown All-Star Village under a new agreement with the owners of the Philadelphia 76ers and New Jersey Devils. Josh Harris and David Blitzer become majority investors in the deal announced Wednesday. They've merged two of the leading youth baseball brands that combined to host more than 15,000 teams and 250,000 participants last summer. A bit of local sports news. Binghamton women's basketball dropped a tight game with Albany, 64-60, despite a 21-point performance from Ella Wanzer and an 18-point performance from Denai Bowman. Binghamton men's basketball is back in action tonight at 7 o'clock on the road against Albany, so you can catch the game starting at 6.45 on WMBF, 1290 AM, 92.1 FM. It's 8.20 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors are still looking for the key to a sustainable rally. A weaker-than-expected producer price index and slow retail sales pulled down the major averages on Wednesday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average slid 614 points to land at 33,296. The Nasdaq Composite fell one and a quarter percent. The Standard Poor's 500 lost over one and a half percent. Microsoft is now confirming that it will eliminate about 10,000 positions, around 5% of its worldwide workforce, by the end of March. Chief Executive Officer Satya Nadella points to a recession that's already affecting some parts of the world and is expected to spread. The aviation industry's push to reach net zero carbon emissions by 2050 may have just gotten a major boost. NASA is awarding Boeing $425 million to develop and test a new generation of jet aircraft with ultra-thin wings that could help to improve fuel efficiency by 30%. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Who's
823 on WMBF. Now time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. As a practicing neurosurgeon, I've been fixated on the brain for as long as I can remember. As a reporter, I've spent a lot of time focused on dementia, where people's brains don't function as they should. And lately, I've been reading a lot about superagers, whose brains are as sharp as people 20 to 30 years younger. These superagers are studied closely at Northwestern, and it is true, there are physical differences in their brains compared to their typically functioning peers. But they also have other things in common. They are physically active, they tend to have a more positive outlook on life, and they challenge their brains every day, reading or learning something new. Superagers are often social butterflies, always surrounded by family and friends. And while not everyone can be a superager, we can all take cues to keep as sharp as we possibly can. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. Hey, Dak Prescott here. Why do I choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because better sleep elevates my game. Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed helps me fall asleep faster, keeps me cool, and effortlessly adjusts for my best sleep. That's more focus, more edge, and more highlights. And that means more wins for all of us. And now save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen only $19.99. Plus special financing only for a limited time. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Attention. News Radio 1290 WMBF. 826 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Hancock Central Schools will be closed today because of some rough weather in the forecast. To check on delays or closings for your school, head over to WMBF.com. We'll have the most up-to-date information there. We're going to see, we're going to have some tree trimming on US 11 in both directions between I 81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. There will be alternating one way traffic with flaggers through tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound and all lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton right now about 31 degrees, some fog and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 26 degrees and a winter weather advisory in effect until 4 p.m. Today, rain possibly mixed with snow becoming all rain after 11 a.m., a high near 39 degrees, 100% chance of rain. Tonight, showers likely mainly after 3 a.m., cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Tomorrow, rain showers likely before 9 a.m., then rain and snow showers likely between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., then rain showers likely after 11 a.m., cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, chance of rain 20%. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. And Sunday, rain and snow likely after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Sunday night, rain and snow likely before 2 a.m., then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of rain 70%. It's 828. You're listening to WMBF. 
You're struggling with your mortgage. You think about it all the time. What are we going to do if we lose the house? It's time to stop thinking and start dialing. Call 1-888-995-HOPE for a free government program that offers expert one-on-one advice about your mortgage options. We've helped over a million homeowners, and we want to help you. Call 1-888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Eight twenty nine on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. What's the best parenting style? That's the question at the heart of the parent test, which looks at how different parents parent in similar situations. And then they all come to a consensus about which style worked best. Ellie Wentworth hosts along with Dr. Adolph Brown, and she tells me it can be a tricky subject. People are very protective and self-conscious about their parenting style. And they also, uh, people are not willing to be um, sort of confronted with them. A new episode of The Parent Test airs tonight on ABC. Howdy, y'all. We now know when we can once again welcome Ted Lasso into our homes. Apple TV Plus announcing season three of the award-winning series will debut sometime this spring, but no exact date. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. And we'll say hi once again to Megan in 2025. This year's first hit film getting a sequel with stars Allison Williams and Violet McGraw on board. And the legendary Dolly Parton is 77 today. Jason Athens in ABC News, Hollywood. Did you know you... Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, January 19th. You're listening to WNBF. As Binghamton area speedy lovers express disappointment by the sudden shutdown of Lupo's SNS Char Pit, the operators of the business are evaluating their options for the property. During a live radio interview Wednesday, Steve Lupo told WMBF News there's certainly nothing good about closing a business or a restaurant. The landmark Char Pit closed its doors without warning Sunday evening, shocking loyal customers and out-of-state fans who looked forward to visiting the restaurant when they visited Binghamton. Lupo said the company's wholesale meat business, which operates a processing plant in West Endicott, continues to be great, but he said we are trying to decide if we'll stay in retail with the restaurant. The SNS Char Pit opened in a former Dairy Queen restaurant building on West State Street in 1978. Lupo said a lot of thought was given before the closing, but he said Sunday was our last day. He said consideration had been given to downsizing or developing a takeout operation. Now that the restaurant is closed, Lupo said he has more time to consider the future and weigh various options. He isn't ruling out resuming a retail speedy business, but he said if we did something, it would be a smaller operation. Binghamton Tonians aren't sitting back on our haunches and basking in the lack of snow this year because we know better. We know that the worst of winter hasn't even arrived yet and that although the weather conditions have been relatively uneventful, they won't stay like this. Believe it or not, despite how mild winter has been so far in upstate New York, Binghamton still takes the title as being one of the snowiest cities in the United States. Mind-boggling given our current mild winter, but don't let out your breath just yet. We're not meteorologists, but we do predict we'll see at least one huge winter storm before April like we do virtually every year. According 
according to Angie, which pulled data from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Centers for Environmental Information and National Climates reports, three New York cities have landed on the list of the snowiest cities in the United States. Cities were ranked by average snowfall over the last five years. Obviously, Buffalo made this list, but what if we told you that Syracuse, on average, sees more snow than Buffalo? According to the reports from the NOAA, Syracuse averages 77.5 inches of snow, and that snow total places them on number four on the top 25 snowiest cities list. Falling close behind Syracuse and taking number five spot is Buffalo with an average of 68.8 inches of snow. The sixth snowiest spot in the United States belongs to Binghamton, where we average 61.9 inches of snow. On January 15th, state police arrested Patrick T. Combs, age 24, of Roxbury for grand larceny in the third degree, criminal possession of cannabis in the third degree, and operating a motor vehicle while under the influence of drugs in the first degree. State police were called to State Highway 30 in the town of Roxbury for a report of a larceny by a store employee. A preliminary investigation determined that Combs stole an undisclosed amount from a safe and then left the store in his vehicle. Troopers located Combs and when approaching his vehicle could smell an odor of cannabis. While conducting an inventory of the vehicle, troopers located a large amount of cannabis, a weight scale, drug paraphernalia, and alcohol. The investigation is ongoing. On January 17th, state police responded to Interstate 81 northbound near mile marker 101.3 in the town of Hastings for a reported pedestrian struck by a vehicle. When troopers arrived, they observed multiple vehicles parked along the shoulder of the roadway. Interviews with those drivers revealed several vehicles subsequently struck the victim in the roadway. The 20-year-old male from Cicero was pronounced deceased at the scene. Based on interviews with witnesses and evidence collected, investigators believe the pedestrian appeared to have walked in the lane of traffic purposely. The name of the victim is not being released at this time. No criminal charges are expected against any of the drivers. The investigation is continuing. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul's nominee to be the state's chief judge was rejected by a state Senate panel Wednesday. The Senate Judiciary Committee voted not to forward Hector LaSalle's Court of Appeals nomination to the full Senate after questioning him for more than four hours. Most of Hochul's fellow Democrats voted against LaSalle. Hochul said he he deserved a hearing before the full Senate. She nominated LaSalle just before Christmas, hoping he would become the first Latino to lead the seven-member high court. The pick ran into trouble after a vocal coalition of opponents claimed LaSalle's judicial record was too conservative. As New York opens more legal outlets for recreational marijuana, some public health advocates want more scrutiny on how marijuana products are being marketed to teens and young adults. Flavored nicotine is being outlawed by more states and cities, but similar bans don't often apply to marijuana products advertised as Mad Mango, Peach Dream, and Cereal Milk. In New York, state regulators are considering rules that would ban brightly colored labels and advertising that could entice young people to cannabis products. The proposals would prohibit cartoons and neon colors, as well as forbid packaging that could depict marijuana products as candy, soda, drinks, cookies, or cereal. The countdown toward a possible U.S. government default is in the offing, and frictions between President Joe Biden and House Republicans are raising alarms about whether the U.S. can sidestep a potential economic crisis. The Treasury Department projects that the federal government on Thursday will reach its legal borrowing capacity. It's an artificially imposed cap that lawmakers have increased roughly 80 times since the 1960s. Markets so far remain calm, as the government can temporarily rely on accounting tweaks to stay open. That means any threats to the economy are several months away. But this particular moment seems more fraught than past brushes with the debt limit. When Elon Musk wants to make a point, it can often be blunt. On the day he took over Twitter last fall, he walked into the San Francisco company's headquarters carrying a sink. He tweeted, let that sink in. Get it? 
Twitter has gotten rid of most of its workforce and has fallen behind on rent and contractual obligations. Now it's auctioning off memorabilia, fancy office furniture, and professional kitchen equipment from its San Francisco offices, where large spaces now sit empty and free meals are a relic of the past. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, rain, possibly mixed with snow, becoming all rain after 11 a.m., a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 100%. Tonight, showers likely, mainly after 3 a.m., cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Tomorrow, rain showers likely before 9 a.m., then rain and snow showers likely between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., then rain showers likely after 11 a.m., cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Tomorrow night, a chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers, cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 26. And Sunday, rain and snow likely after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Sunday night, rain and snow likely before 2 a.m., then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of rain 70%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Your News Radio 1290, WMBF. 8.39 on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, now joined by the esteemed Roger Neal to talk about some <laughs> Binghamton University basketball. How's it going, Roger? Hey, James. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, indeed. A lot of things are... Uh... Happening with Binghamton University basketball. Why don't we uh, kind of summarize what happened last night? First of all, the BU women had a big game at the event center against the unbeaten New Albany Great Danes, unbeaten in conference play. And Binghamton played tough right down to the end. Albany won at 64 to 60. The Bearcats at one point were down 17 points in the second half, battled all the way back to make it uh, close to the end of one possession game. And then it ends up Albany wins at 64 60. Now, Albany is the only unbeaten team in the conference as far as conference play is concerned. They go to 7-0. and The Bearcats now are 3-3 three and three in America East. Reason that Albany's uh, all alone atop, uh, Maine was tied with them, but Maine was knocked off by Vermont last night. So uh, Albany continues to roll, but a closely played game for the Bearcats. Ella Wanzer, 21 points, a third straight game. She scored 20 or more points. And today, Bowman, the senior standout, 18 points for Binghamton, 14 coming in the second half. So the Bearcats women falling before a big crowd over 2,100 on hand at the event center last night. Now today, the BU men will do some uh, workouts here uh, up in the Albany area. Uh, usually, uh, Albany's men's team plays at the Seth Hugh Arena in Albany, but that is under reconstruction. So the game tonight in practice today will be at Hudson Valley Community College just outside of Albany, and we'll have that game tonight on WNBF. The Bearcats come in right now in sole possession of first place in America East. How about that? A 3-1 and one record in the conference. And uh, they are coming off that uh, big win against UMass Lowell at the event center on Saturday. Last night, UMass Lowell was in action, and they were at home in Massachusetts beating UMBC. And so with that, the standings now, the Bearcats tops in the conference, 3-1. and one. UMass Lowell's 4-2, and two. Bryant and UMBC check in at three and two. So at this stage of the year, certainly very early in conference play, but nonetheless, the top of the pack, that's the way to go for the Bearcats. And they've been playing some very good basketball. Overall, the series 
is uh, in the lead with U Albany, but this year they've been struggling. They are one and four in the conference. They've had some injuries mount up, and so Binghamton's looking forward to this game tonight. And then following this game, the team will go right to uh, Orono, Maine, Bangor, Maine, where they'll play coming up on Sunday afternoon at a two o'clock game. That also will be heard here on WNBF. So uh, a big road swing for Binghamton. Looking for road action tonight and coming up hopefully with a road win, which would put their conference record at 5-1. and one. And, of course, next week they're home against Vermont, the perennial powerhouse in America East. So lots of big things are happening. We hope that folks will tune in tonight. I'll have the pregame coverage. We'll talk with Coach Lavelle Sanders coming up at 6.45 here on WNBF. Tip-off at 7. And then on Sunday, 1.45 with a tip-off at 2 o'clock with the Bearcats men in action. So we invite people to tune in. If you can't follow along on radio, of course, online, WNBF.com, and that free mobile app. Uh, I listened uh, last night to the call with Jacob Wilkins in the women's game on our sister station, KISS 1041, which, of course, carries all the women's games. So plenty of ways to stay in contact with BU basketball and, of course, right at the heart of everything, News Radio 1290, WNBF AM and FM. So, James, hope hopefully uh, a Bearcat road win tonight, but we'll be on hand to tell people all about it starting at 6.45 this evening. Absolutely. That's what you like to hear right there. First in the conference, feel like you have a pretty winnable game tonight. Starting to think about maybe that tournament in March. It's pretty famous, March Madness. Get a little uh, Cinderella story going on in the Binghamton area. Absolutely. Binghamton made it once before and uh, played uh, Duke in the first round of the NCAAs. So the um, tournament champion in, in America East, winners of the playoffs, will go on and do that. But there's a long road, of course, ahead. Uh, exciting to watch and see how this is unfolding. And America East is very evenly balanced. So at any time, um, you know, another team could knock somebody off, no matter how, how well things are going. But hopefully on the right track for the Bearcats, and we're looking forward to seeing what they can come up with against Albany tonight. It would be nice for a little more payback against the team that has done well over the years against BU. Oh yeah, I feel like it's it's always Albany and Vermont that's coming out of this conference for the for the March Madness tournament. I can't even remember ever seeing Binghamton in there. I guess they were in there once. Yep, well, won the conference right at the event center. Over five thousand people on hand for that. Uh, Binghamton beat UMBC that year. Went on and played in the tournament against uh, against Duke down in Greensboro, North Carolina. That's the, uh, the the thing that everybody strives for to get to that and experience that excitement and. It'll be a wonderful time again, and well, right now the team's playing well, but a long way to go, so we'll see how things are, are going tonight. And Again, we urge people to, to tune in and follow along with WNBF. Absolutely, and we'll keep track of that for the rest of the season. Roger, thanks for joining us today and giving us a little Absolutely. something to look forward to for Binghamton University basketball. Sounds good, James. Thank you for letting me be with you, and we're looking forward to it tonight. Thanks. Thanks, Roger. That was the esteemed Roger Neal, WNBF's very own. It's 845. You're listening to WMBF. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 848 on WMBF. We're now joined by Preston from Broom Tioga Workforce. How's it going, Preston? It's going well. How are you, James? Uh, pretty good so far. A cold morning. Awesome. Cloudy, gross outside. Yeah, yeah a little bit. That's usual around here. So what do you got for us today? <laughs> sure. First we have Achieve has a janitor level two position. This person is going to be performing a variety of tasks related to the overall cleanliness of all facilities and all areas inside and outside of the facility. 
GED and five years work experience is required. Next, we have a regional lean manager northeast division with ATCOR. This person will be responsible for planning, establishing, implementing, and maintaining continuous improvement programs. A bachelor's degree and seven years experience is required. And finally, Barnes & Noble is looking for a bookseller part-time. This person creates a welcoming environment for customers where you engage with them and share your love and knowledge of books and make relevant recommendations. There's no education requirements. For more information, please contact 778-6405 or go to broomtuggleworks.com. Now, we are on Facebook, so any of you that have a Facebook account, if you go on, go to your search bar, type in broom-tayoga. Our icon will come up. If you click on it and like us, anything we post to be sent directly to you. This could be resume tips, interviewing techniques, networking strategies, job postings, and recruitments. We do have a number of recruitments. First, Willow Run Foods will be here at our center, 501 Reynolds Road in Johnson City, on Thursday, January 19th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. They're recruiting for CDLA, driver trainee, cab detailer, warehouse maintenance, second shift, and more. New York State DOL Virtual Job Fair is going to be on Thursday, January 19th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Job seeker registration is open, so they can go to nysdolvirtual3.easyvirtualfair.com. We have an upcoming advanced manufacturing training. This will start on Monday, January 23rd. There will be a mandatory orientation before classes start. This is a four-week work readiness training. There is no fee for the training. All participants will be interviewed with the companies involved with the training. People interested in advanced manufacturing training should call Erin Monroe at 778-6440 or email her at erin.monroe at broomcountyny.gov. Town Square Media Job Fair is to be held on Wednesday, January 25th from 11 a.m. to 10 a.m. at the Regional Farmers Market. It's located at 840 Upper Front Street in Binghamton. Bring resumes. For our off-site recruitments, Raymond Corporation is having a job fair on Saturday, January 21st from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at their 22 South Canal Street location in Green. They're looking to hire second shift positions, assemblers, material attendants, welders, production operators, general utilities, no experience necessary. To learn more, visit careers.raymondcorp.com. TSA Job Fair is holding a job fair on Tuesday, January 24th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. They're located at the Greater Binghamton Airport. They're looking to hire both full-time and part-time positions. Raymond Corporation is also doing open interviews on Wednesdays and Thursdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. at their 22 South Canal Street location in Green. And UHS is looking for nursing assistance. Anyone that is interested, please contact Crystal Travis at 763-5045 or email crystal at crystal.travis at nyuhs.org. So if any of you have any interest in any of those positions, please come out and see what they have to offer. Preston, as always, thank you. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. You as well. Take care. That was Preston from Broom Tioga Workforce. It's 852. You're listening to WMBF. Hi, folks. WMBF. 854 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We're going to have some tree trimming on U.S. 11 in both directions between I-81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. 
There will be alternating one-way traffic with flaggers through tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound and all lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 31 degrees, some fog and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 26 degrees and a winter weather advisory in effect until 4 p.m. Today, rain possibly mixed with snow, becoming all rain after 11 a.m., high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 100%. Tonight, showers likely mainly after 3 a.m., cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Friday, rain showers likely before 9 a.m., then rain and snow showers likely between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., then rain showers likely after 11 a.m., cloudy with a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Friday night, chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 27 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Saturday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 33 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. And Sunday, rain and snow likely after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 37 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Sunday night, rain and snow likely before 2 a.m., then a chance of snow. Cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, 70% chance of rain. It's 856. You're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Kyle Kuzma scored 27 points. Bradley Beal had 18 in his return from a five-game absence. And the Washington Wizards never trailed in a 116-105 victory over the New York Knicks. Kristaps Porzingis finished with 22 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists against his former team, helping the Wizards get off a fast start and play from ahead all night. Kuzma, who scored a season-high 40 points in a loss to the Knicks last Friday, had 13 rebounds and 7 assists. He didn't need to score as much this time thanks to the return of Beal, Washington's leading scorer, who had been sidelined by a strained left hamstring. Hockey action, defenseman Charlie McAvoy and Derek Fobert scored in the second period, and the Boston Bruins beat the New York Islanders 4-1. Brad Marchand and Trent Frederick also scored for Boston, and Charlie Coyle had two assists. Zach Paris scored, and Semyon Varlamov made 20 saves for the Islanders, who lost for the sixth time in seven games. Giants and Bills in action this weekend in some playoff action. Giants playing the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. They expect Jalen Hurts to be fully healthy and ready to go. And the Bills playing the Cincinnati Bengals at home in Buffalo. After their last game against the Bengals was canceled when DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field. Some local news. Binghamton women's basketball dropped a tight game with Albany 64-60 despite a 21-point performance from Ella Wanzer. And the Binghamton men's basketball team is back in action tonight at 7 o'clock on the road against Albany, so you can catch the game right here on WMBF starting at 6.45. It's 8.59. You're listening to WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, Closing out the final hour of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, ABC News, up next.